mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, Paul writes, We also believe and so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So we do not lose heart, for this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory that is beyond all comparison. You know, dear friends of Christ, human beings go through adversity. There's all kinds of adversity that you face in this life. And of course, uh, we see it illustrated in the life of Colonel Sanders. And of course, Colonel Sanders is no longer with us, but he was a founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. At the age of 13, dropped out of school. And he lost numerous jobs throughout his life was rather unsuccessful being fired. Eventually his wife even left him. And at the age of 65, he retired, not penniless, but dependent on Social Security. Then one day, knowing that he's a good cook, he decided to borrow some money and fry some chicken and sell it door to door. And of course, Later, he founded Kentucky Fried Chicken and died a billionaire at the age of 88. Now, wouldn't you like to overcome adversity like that? That would be a great thing if all of us could, could do that. Now, while, when we, But with God's help, we can. Now, we may not become billionaires, obviously. That's not going to happen. But, but God does help us overcome all of the problems in this life until we inherit an eternal treasure that's far greater than a billion dollars. We have an inheritance around the corner. You will be a wealthy person forever and ever in the gates of heaven. Because one day God is going to take your dead body, He's going to raise it from the grave, and He's going to take that, dead, that, that new living body, that sinless body, put it upon His new creation, and there you will live all your days. No more adversity. No more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. But here, there's trials. There's burdens. There's pain. There's sickness. Paul understood all that. The Apostle Paul lived by that reality, though, that Jesus Christ's death and resurrection has a promise for me that enables me to keep going. Paul understood all that. He lived by that. Paul faced adversity. And I don't know if you've read his story, but he was never married because he was married to God. He was married to the church. He woke up in the morning and he worked for the Lord. He went to bed at night working for the Lord. He was beaten, close to death. He had been in shipwrecks. He had been in pain. He had been in suffering. All kinds of bitter trials that Paul endured. He never became a billionaire. By all accounts, a failure. But he was rich in faith rich in his trust and reliance on the Lord. And throughout all of Paul's trials, throughout all of his difficulties, throughout all of his worries and burdens, Paul says, don't lose heart. That's the advice he has for you. You have worries, you have trials, you have burdens, don't lose heart. 
Don't give up. Keep the faith. Well, what kept Paul from losing heart? What kept Paul from giving up? Well, he believed. He really did. He believed that Christ had risen from the dead. He believed that Christ is alive. And if Christ is alive, all the promises of God are real, what does he have to worry about? One day, he'll be living it. And so he looked forward to all that. See, the resurrection of Christ enabled Paul to look at the past and to know that all of his sins are forgiven. The resurrection of Christ allowed Paul to look at the present, no matter what was happening, no matter what the turmoil, and know God is with me. And God, Paul, and the resurrection of Christ enabled Paul to look forward to the future and say, God will not always be with me, but one day I am going to rise from my grave just as Christ rose from his, and the Lord is going to bless me. I have a future inheritance in heaven. And we believe that too, don't we? That's exactly what we believe. And, and that Jesus has an eternal plan for us. Not just here today. That's very myop- myopic, if that's the way you're thinking. Nearsighted, very, very, uh, you know, like horse with blinders on. You're only seeing one aspect of your life, and it's a very short aspect. And yet that's how we go through life in a very bi- myopic way. You can't see the long thing. You're so nearsighted, and we need to be able to look outside, see the resurrection reality, and know what that means for us for all eternity. I can make it through today because I've got an eternal promise, and I believe that. And I know you believe it too, otherwise you wouldn't be here. All of this resurrection promise, Christ is risen, He's risen indeed, hallelujah, and here we are weeks into Pentecost, uh, or weeks after Easter and into Pentecost, and we're still talking about, the, about Easter and the power of Easter and how the power of the resurrection enables us, equips us to overcome as we consider our theme. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. You know, we share the same resurrection confidence that the Apostle Paul, that fueled him, And we join him amid all of our troubles and trials and difficulties of this life, encouraging each other, lifting up each other, saying, come on, guys, we can keep doing this. Never give up. Listen, believers, those who trust in Jesus, never give up. Don't lose heart. Keep going. Jesus has rescued you from every peril, every trial, every burden, past, present, and future. The Lord has a plan for you, an eternal plan, and we need to remember. Jesus appeared to Paul. We need to remember what happened to Paul. Remember, Paul was not a good guy at the beginning. You know, Paul was uh, lost. He was a condemned man. His soul was going to hell. And remember what Paul was doing. If you remember Paul's travels, Paul was traveling to Damascus to kill people like you. That's the kind of man Paul was. He was a murderer, seeking to snuff out the Christian faith. And on the way, a bright light appeared to him, and all of a sudden he bowed down, and he heard a voice cry, Why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the voice said again, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. 
And those words, I am Jesus, changed Paul's life. Because it meant Jesus was alive. The Jesus Paul was persecuting. And Paul dedicated himself to that voice, no matter the cost. Dedicated himself to the cause of Jesus, no matter what he would face. Just read the Bible, the story is clear. You see all the things that he was bold to speak, no matter the consequence, and there were consequences for being a Christian. Every adversity, every trial, he courageously stood up against all that opposition and he spoke about Christ's death and about Christ's resurrection. And Paul endured all the things by faith. Why? Because he believed. He believed in the resurrection. Do you endure your trials? Do you endure your difficulties? All the difficult things that are in your life? Do you know the future that you have? Do you believe? Then speak. Speak the faith in which you believe. Live the faith in which you believe. That's what Paul did. And Paul writes, We also believe that the one who brought the Lord Jesus Christ back to life will also bring us back to life through Jesus. Paul believed in Christ's resurrection. And because of that, he was not ashamed to tell the story. He wasn't ashamed to tell his story. Yes, I was a bad guy. Yes, I, at one time, I killed people. I was the worst Christian of all. I was the worst person on the face of the planet. But the Lord helped me through that adversity, and the Lord's going to help you through your adversity too. He writes, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed. There are things in life that are going to perplex you, but we're not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are struck down, but we're never destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus Christ might be revealed in my body. In the midst of the pains, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the burdens, Jesus lives in you. That's incredible. And, I, and sometimes I think we don't believe it. Christ lives in you. You are His temple. The bodily presence of Jesus comes to you. The bread and wine comes to you. His body and blood given and shed. I'm going to give it to you in just a little bit. Here it is. You're going to eat. You're going to drink. You're going to partake. And Jesus is going to become one with you. And then you're going to go back to things just like they were, like Jesus never died, rose again for you. And you're going to go back to your normal life, fretting and fussing and living in sin, just like you always do. But if you believe, if you believe that He is a risen Christ, if you believe that He dwells in you, that He's alive in you, well, that changes things. It's what enabled Paul to boldly confess against all adversity because he knew Jesus was alive. You see, Paul not only believed in Jesus. He saw Jesus. 
Paul got to see Jesus. And that's why he was so bold. That's what kept him going, that confidence. That he was able to say this the night before, the, just before he died. The Lord will rescue you, me from every evil attack. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Paul believed and Paul spoke. In the midst of your adversity, you believe. In the midst of your trials, you believe. Do you speak? And that's how things are for you and for me. Because we believe too. And what does our belief motivate us to do? Well, I hope our belief motivates us to be able to endure the trial. I hope our belief motivates us to be able to say, the Lord has gotten me through all these things. I want you to think about all the things that the Lord has brought you through. There's all kinds of stuff. Difficulties in your life that the Lord has, has brought you through. All that adversity. There were times in your life, I'm sure, for some of you, that you didn't even have enough strength to pray, Lord, help me. Or, Lord, give me strength. But the Lord delivered you. Maybe your faith wasn't even strong enough to cling to Him, but the Lord helped you. And you know that. And you remember the promise the Lord made to Isaiah, they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And the Lord is going to raise us up one day, a mighty people, and place us in His new creation and all the suffering and all the pain and all the difficulties and trials will be a distant memory. All those blessings are before us. And with all those future blessings that we know are ahead of us, Paul says, don't lose heart. And all that's great. One day we'll have no worries. That's all great. But what about the worries of today? What about the trials of today? What about, why does the Lord let me struggle today? What's the purpose of my struggling? What's the purpose of my pain? Well, our purpose is to speak. To believe that God raised His Son from the dead. And that one day you too will rise from the dead. And all this is just temporary. And it's all fleeting. And it's all going to go away. And we will endure. And you believe that. And so you speak. Again, Paul writes, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I, I believed and so I spoke. Well, we also believe. So we speak. We have a VBS program. Our VBS program, uh, we, uh, you know, we get to start it up again after COVID. I'm excited about that. How many children are we going to be able to touch? Normally about 150. They're not all from our church. These are kids from our community. What major impact what might we have as we speak what we believe to those kids? We believe, so we speak. We have a whole bunch of kids in our, in our preschool program. How many kids are we touching for the Lord to make a difference in their life? We have Iowa Great Lakes Lutheran School. That whole ministry. Touching kids and touching 
you know, parents and their lives for the Lord. We speak because we believe. We don't lose heart. How can we? <laughs> How can we grow weary when the best is yet to come? And again, Paul writes, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly our physical bodies are wasting away. You have before you a 60-year-old pastor who's graying. I had some little kid the other day call me an old man. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self, our soul, is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction, catch that, for this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory that's beyond all comparison. You know what Paul calls aging? A light and momentary affliction. You know what God calls sickness, cancer? A light and momentary affliction. Do you know what God call, calls pain? A light and momentary affliction. You know what God calls death? A light and momentary affliction. Do you know what God calls every trial and every burden and every challenge? A light and momentary affliction. Now, many people would disagree with Paul. I think there are some Christians who would disagree with Paul and say, it's not light, it's not momentary. And they see that, of course, any of the pain, trials, burdens, and sufferings we have in this life, that they're enduring, they're lasting a long time. It's like that little three-year-old. And you say, how long have you been sad? My whole life! Oh, you're three. Many people disagree with Paul, even Christians. Nope, nope. If I've got punishment, if, I, if I've got suffering, God's punishing me. This isn't good. And while it's true that God does allow troubles to come to us, while it's true that God does allow burdens to follow us, it's true. Sometimes He sends them. And while it's true that Paul had his trials, and he had his burdens, and he had his sufferings, and he had his pains, it's also true that our pain and suffering and troubles strengthen our faith. God uses troubles to keep you focused. So God allows the pain. He allows the suffering. He allows a challenge that we might grow and trust in Him. Listen, there is an eternal weight of glory that is awaiting us in heaven. Did you hear that? An eternal weight of glory that is in our future. You need to weigh that in your consideration. An eternal weight that you can't even comprehend is waiting for you. And that's why Paul wrote, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. I want you to think about a rock and a feather. A rock will always outweigh a feather. Take a rock, you take a feather, the eternal weight of glory, this, the rock is heavier. And that's the way it is with your future glory. Always 
greater than your present burdens. And yet that's not the way we act, is it? Oh, my present burdens are so much heavier than my eternal joys in Christ Jesus. No, our future glory, that future glory that is awaiting us far outweighs the pains and the problems of this life. Do not lose heart. Do not give up. Paul writes, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, though our inner self is being renewed day by day, it helps us not to lose heart. So we fix our eyes. We look. Not on things that we can see, but we look at the things that are unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, I can't see that I'm breathing but I guarantee you that I am because God put oxygen in the air. I can't see the oxygen, but I know it's there because I'm alive. I can't see the place that Jesus has prepared for me, but I know it's there because Jesus has told me. He died and He rose again and said, I am going to prepare a place for you so that you can be with me where I am. I believe that. And so I speak. And you believe that too, and what a difference it makes in your life, really. That changes everything. And they, the resurrection, it changes, how, it changes how you deal with death. The resurrection reality changes how you deal with the pains of aging. The resurrection reality, your resurrection reality, changes how you deal with pain and how you deal with broken relationships and how you, how you deal with difficulties and, and all the brokenness of the world. The resurrection changes everything. Everything you see with your physical eyes is temporary. Don't fix your eyes on the things that are coming to nothing. It all becomes ashes it all will be burned in the last day it won't last everything that you cling to and see but what you see with the eyes of faith lasts forever the word there for look or focus is scopeo which means we get our word english word scope from it telescope and microscope and God says, I want you to focus. I want you to scope in on the things that are eternal. Focus on the eternal weight of glory that's coming. Not on the light and momentary afflictions that burden us. And do not lose heart. And then Paul adds this for our conclusion. For we know that if our earthly tent, our physical body, that is our earthly home, is destroyed... We have a building from God. It's our resurrected body, a house, not made with human hands, eternal in the heavens. You know, such knowledge is so powerful. This kind of knowledge is unchanging, is, is changes lives. It enables us to endure. It enables us to believe. And it enables us to face anything for Christ's sake. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting.